Welcome back, friends, to Funny Looking Podcast. My name's Pete, and I've got with me my good friend, Gav. Hello, Gav. Hello, Pete. How are you? Very well, thank you. Excited for this one. Um, if you've not listened to Funny Looking before, then there's loads to catch up on. But basically, it's a podcast where we talk about really exciting new comedy, things we're enjoying, things that you should basically go out and see. We try and leave the, co- the talking to the comedians. We try and leave the comedy to the comedians. But we'll do a bit of waffle at the start. Which I love is a bit, bit of waffle. Basically. I love a wa- waffle and piffle. Together at last, yes. So in this week's episode, we are talking about the Liverpool Comedy Festival again. So our two previous episodes have been talking to comedians coming to the very wonderful Liverpool Comedy Festival, which starts when, Gav? It's already started. It started tonight as we're recording it. It has started tonight. We didn't get invited to the opening ceremony, but, you know, that's fine. We've worked through that. (laughs) Fireworks, lasers... Dancing boys and dancing girls. Probably. Who have we got in this one, Gav? Right, we've got um, a returnee, um, Hayley Ellis. Lovely uh, stuff. Uh, who's on this Saturday, if you're listening to it, in the week of the opening week of the Liverpool Comedy Festival. We've got someone I've got been a long-time fan of, as I'm sure you have, Pete, Robin Ince. Uh, a man of a thousand projects, all of which were all brilliant. So well worth talking to him. And we've got fresh Liverpool comedians and um, students of Sam Avery, the artistic director, Hoo-Ha Comedy. So we're going to start by talking to Hayley Ellis, who's going to tell us all about her show. We need to talk about Kevin and her double bill with Sam Harland is on this Saturday at the Liverpool Comedy Fest. Pete, I'm a bit worried... Uh... It feels like you're just phoning this in this week. Hey, hey, Ellis. <laughs> Returning guest, funny looking podcast. Hello, Haley Ellis. I like your uh, radio voice. Do you like it? Yeah, it's very husky. I know. I know. It's, it's like just a chat little... line. Hello. Well, those <laughs> I never. I was always too scared. To call them as a teenager, because I heard like you get like seven hundred pound bills. Oh God, yeah, it's the the cheaper than actually ringing your friends now. <laughs> Sometimes I just ring them, just because it's cheaper. <laughs> it's just and and also you can talk about anything you want. Yeah, they don't judge you like no. they can't, can they? No, like your friends do. Exactly. You've convinced me never to call a friend again. Don't just ring them. Honestly, like there's this lady called uh, her name is Silver, and she's on the same network as me, and we just chat sex all day. Oh, that's well. That's the advantage of being a full-time comedian, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, we literally have too much time. <laughs> now, you're, this Saturday, you're coming yes. to Liverpool. Yeah, I am. I'm doing uh, my Edinburgh show again at the Liverpool Comedy Festival. Uh, we need to talk about Kevin. Yeah, we do. Who is he? He's uh, he's my dog, oh. and he's also my best friend. Oh. Um, which is sad, and oh. uh, no, yeah. So basically, it's the, a show uh, that I did this August in Edinburgh, and it's about a kind of like bad year in my life and how my dog kind of helped me through it, and my relationship with my dog, and how that differs from my relationship with other people. It doesn't sound that good when I say it out loud, but it is. It's it's funny. I know it went well. I know it went well because um, you had a good Edinburgh. It was fun. Yeah. Good. So is yeah. Kevin going to be there? 
No, he can't. Do you know what? When we were in Edinburgh, we had to pay for a license for him to be on stage, right? Which was about 150 quid. Oh, my God. Which is, I know. It's more than and you earned, probably. It would have been probably. cheaper for him to shit all over Edinburgh and me not clean it up than it was to get a license. And then, so for the, for him to be on stage, we'd have to pay for a license again. And I, I literally have no money. So we won't be doing that. There are not many comedians post-Edinburgh that have money in September. No, if they are, they're, 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 they're doing very, very well. So you'll be on the mega bus across the 62 to, on Saturday? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm actually residing in Birkenhead at the minute. So oh. I will be coming across from on the ferry, probably. There's, it's just all glamour. It's, tell you what, I've just been riding high. Just so you know, Gavin, I don't think you know this, but uh, I hope you, you realise after who you've been speaking to, because I am going to be appearing in your dog magazine next oh month so pretty big things are happening please tell me that that is an exclusive that is an ex- that is an exclusive is it really yeah i am yeah, the genuinely... page spread in your dog magazine oh, december yes, edition Gavin. don't get much better than that does it but that what means... did you get from hayley what did you get from edinburgh hayley did you get did you get any tv work did you get are you gonna be in a film no better i'm in your dog magazine better <laughs> But better than that, you're going to be in Liverpool on Saturday night. You're going to be part I of the am. festival. It's going to be good because I've got a lot of family in Liverpool, so uh, they're going to come and watch the show, which is going to be awkward because I talk about my family in the show. So uh, we'll see how that bodes. Are you the kind of comedian that, that claims in interviews to ask permission of family before you reef yeah. through their experience? I'll be honest, I don't ask permission, which is why I'm getting worried. Um, <laughs> I've done. There's a way around it, though. If you watch the show, you'll see I get around it in a very clever way by getting someone else to play the part of a member right. of my family. Right. So yeah, it's yeah. We'll see. We'll see how they react and whether I get breakfast. cut out of any wills. <laughs> You're a double bill, though. Hang on a sec. Let's have a look. You're at eighty-one Renshaw Street. Yeah. At eight o'clock on Saturday, twenty-seventh. Double mm. bill with Sam Harland. Yep, Sam Harland. Is He's he great, Sam Harland. He's doing a show uh, called Worst Things Happen at Sea. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if he was in the Navy or something. He's had a pretty um, prolific past, has Sam. When I do a car journeys with him, we always find out about his past, and it, it's incredibly interesting. It makes everything else and everyone else pale into insignificance. But he's um, in your dog. You, yeah. He's <laughs> so in your dog. a story about a, a dog, and Sam's doing one about drugs and crime. Um so it's polar ends of the spectrum, our two shows. You've got me kind of like the cosy show. And then uh, Sam will be talking about his life uh, on the run. That sounds like the perfect Saturday night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what's next? What, sorry? What's next after this? Are you taking this on tour or post-Edinburgh? No, I'm doing it again at the Women in Comedy Festival in Manchester. Okay. Uh, and then I'm going to lay it to bed because I'll be honest with you, I am tired of it. Um, you're doing it for the whole month. You kind of like... Think right, okay. I'm done with it now. I want to. I want to do something new. So I'm going to do it at, as fun as it has been. I'm going to do it Liverpool Comedy Festival, then the Women in Comedy Festival, and then I'm going to lay it to bed and start on something new. Right. And what's next then after that? Is that another? Uh, um... Probably some crying. Maybe just trying to sort out my debt. Yeah. Um. Then some more crying. Probably have a yeah. sandwich. But then, then there'd be a series of international dog-based magazine offers. Well, your dog is just the tip of the iceberg. I'm thinking Imagine maybe if... next year I can get our dog, our, our dog magazine. Yeah. Maybe I've moved on then. 
So we'll see. No. But imagine um, if it gets picked up by Take a Break. Oh, I could get 250 quid for that. Your dog poo tips. The world is my oyster. Come what in. does Kevin get out of this? He gets uh, not much. No, he, he gets my more love and attention from me. Uh, then he, he's a very needy dog. So it was in Edinburgh, it was great because there was lots and lots of attention for him. So he absolutely loved it. Um, but now he's kind of like, he's had enough. He's retiring from the spotlight. It wasn't really yeah. for him. Do you know, like when you're born into a family uh, yeah. of, 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 you know, that are in the spotlight, it's harder for the kids, you see. And well, he's found that. Because everyone wants this? to know who he's dating. Oh, I see him yeah. going to cinema with Paul O'Grady's dog. And he's getting tired of it, so. I can imagine the interview would be a bit invasive. Oh, he's incredibly private, Kevin. He's not really liking being in the spotlight, so he's going to be standing down. Please tell me, because it sounds a bit creepy, but I'm staring at a picture of you right now on your website, com. Please tell me that you push Kevin around in that pram in Edinburgh. <laughs> no, I didn't. I, should, I, I did it. When we were having the photo shoot, we pushed him round. Yeah. People coming up saying, oh, God, doesn't he look like his mum? No, they never. We, it was too small, that pram. It was a child's pram. And yeah. uh, it would have been good. I should have had him because he was getting too tired. He's only got little legs. Yeah. So it would have been handy, actually. Yeah. Well, good good stuff. You're, you're now a resident this end of the 62. Was it temporary or you're in... Temporary, you, yeah. Yeah, just temporary. Hostel. Post Edinburgh. Post Edinburgh, no. yeah. Post Edinburgh slump. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I'll be back next month, so. All right, good. Right, and on your website, you're all over the place. Yes. That, that's good. Laughing Cows, Women in Comedy Festival. Uh, you're back in Liverpool at the Comedy Central on the 25th of September. Oh, no, I'm not doing that now. God, I need to update that website, don't I? I'm, I'm just here for you. <laughs> it's a service. We're off. Uh, scout for pointing Do out you want to get your diary us? out? We can go through the rest. Yeah, go on. What else have I got coming up? Uh, Hereford, Hull. To be confirmed, that one, to be fair. No, do you know what? I, I just don't know where the gig is. I've said I'll do it, but I've no idea where. Like I say, on the back of your dog magazine, all the offers have been flooding through. Hull, <laughs> to be confirmed, and uh, Liverpool, which has been pulled. Um, no, no, that was my fault, Liverpool. I should have been there, but I got mixed up. Well, oh. There's plenty of chances, but I hope everybody pops along on Saturday night. It's going to be a blast. Uh, we've not got many tickets left, so people need to book now. Get I think we've done. got 10 tickets left. Click it's it. It's not like Adam Rowe, don't I? Oh, I've only got 10 tickets left. Best got them now. Um, yeah, 10 tickets. Looking um, forward to it. Well, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you very well. Oh, good. Can you hear me? <laughs> um, a sense of sarcasm there, Gavin. No, not at all. I'm keeping that in because um, I'm going to listen to that back. I must be a horrific interviewer. <laughs> I can hear you very well, Hayley. Um No, you're a great interviewer. How have you been anyway? Where have you been? What's been new for you? What's been new for me? Um, do you know what? Ever since we talked to you way back when, and I think people should listen to that. It's a great interview, classic. It is classic. You were talking to best friend of the pod, Claire. Yeah. We've just gone from strength to strength. I'm actually giving up my job to go full-time podcast. Are you really? No. Oh. <laughs> I, was gonna, I was literally thinking, oh, God, I need to change career. <laughs> Have you got any jobs going, Gov? 
We're one of the few podcasts that don't ask for donations. You should do that. They all do that now. I watch YouTube videos and they're like, if you enjoyed that video, why not sponsor us on our tip jar? Yeah. I, I was tempted to put it up and connect it to something r ridiculous. But no, we're one of the few. We're still one of those podcasts that begs for five stars, which I think is is a bit shameful. Oh, on your iTunes? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have a look now and see how many you've got. How many have you got? Shameful. The shocking thing is, everyone's sick of podcasts, but ninety-eight percent of the population still don't know what it what they are. That's true. It's a very high stat that you give yourself. I can't yeah. find you search iTunes store. I'm going to go go on and give you some stars now. Funny looking. Go to iTunes. I've got, yeah, Do you know Haley? Actually, explicit. I'm glad you asked. Whose edition was that? Was that? It says explicit. Oh yeah, um, Pete is the one for effing and Jeffin. Uh, well, I'm glad I'm not speaking to fucking Pete. <laughs> that was really pissed me off. Tosser. Bad yeah, language, you, if, I fucking if, hate it. In fact, it doesn't matter what you write, you can be as heinous as you like, as long as you click five stars. Right. Statistically, that's fine. Right, I've done it. Fucking hell, just back off, will you, Gav? I've done it. <laughs> it's meant to an interview, not a bloody... There we go. Five stars. That's a funny looking pod. And if you go to the website, there's a little tip jar at the top. Oh. One of them. <laughs> Be nice to interview guests. Oh, you've got ten five out of five stars, so it's starting to pay off. It is starting to pay off. There I will, based on that, be giving up my job and full time handing out flyers for comedians, begging people to listen to my podcast. Good plan. Good stuff. But make them sure they know that I'm in your dog magazine this month because I'll sway it. That'll get more listens. And your oh, dog. we could do it at like what you could do is like turn my speaking up to a really high pitch, so then dogs can yeah. listen to it as well, and then we'll get more people. Okay, well, I'd like you to give a, a message to dogs and dogs owner dog owners of the world, and I'll I'll do that. Um. Oh God, that's going to be really hard because see, Kevin likes me speaking in English. Um, but he, right. he's like bilingual. He's got very intelligent eyes. Yeah, hang on. I'm gonna go. Should I go and get my dog whistle? No, I, I can't be bothered moving. Good idea. Yeah. Well, I think I'm gonna leave you back to your chat lines. Thank you. Yeah, because they're on hold at the minute, and that'll be clocking up. <laughs> we'll be uh, tweeting this out with some links. Enjoy Saturday night. I shall. Thanks. I hope. Obviously, you're gonna be there, aren't you, Gav? No. Okay. Just deleting this five stars. <laughs> two, two stars. Um, I think that's perfectly reasonable. Yeah, well, I have an enjoyable time with the rest of your life. I'll give it a go. You do the same. See you Enjoy later. Enjoy any of the tours you you remember going to. HayleyEllis.com. Yeah. And uh, I know that people are going. I shall get my spies to tell me how good it is. And yeah. It will be. But right now. Done it. Oh. Right, well, uh, I shall speak to you soon. Take care, thank you. See you later. Okay, bye. Bye. Five more stars. Five more stars. Good work. A good interview, a good review. Yes. I, don't, I listened back. I don't think I was th th that rude, was I? You've been ruder. Comedians. Oh, it was great. I enjoyed that chat. Good fun. Can't believe it. First centerfold on the podcast. Is that <laughs> objectification of 
of Kevin. Poor little Kevin. Poor little Kevin. So yes, you can see Heli Ellis this Saturday. Double bill. Get on it. What's what's not to like? What's not to like? What's not to love? So coming up next in our third uh, Liverpool Comedy Festival special is an interview with a man called Mr Robin Ince. And when can they see Robin Ince, Gav? October the 3rd, Royal Court. It's a Saturday. Everyone um, should be there. No excuses. And you'll definitely want to go after this interview. Hello, Robin. Thank you for your time. I can't believe you're just about to go on, aren't you? Yeah, well, I'm actually pacing around uh, a small room in, uh, in, in Croydon. Uh, there's no one here. It's quite haunted in its own kind of um, M.R. James uh, whistle and I'll come to you style. So this may well be the last conversation I ever have. Well, it sounded quite Pinteresque when you started. Which will give it a lovely there. kind of Blairwitch feel to it. <laughs> We're looking forward to you coming up to the Liverpool Comedy Festival as well. You're all over the place. And I know you, this is said loads of times, you're very, very prolific. Which of your shows are you bringing? Mm, the problem, I, maybe I should just do one that I get right. But the trouble is that I get, uh, uh, whatever I'm reading, whatever I'm seeing, or some kind of incident in my life, and immediately I go, I want to do a show about that, because it then becomes an excuse to immerse myself in, in a subject. I mean, the reason that the new one's really about the, the human mind, which is a couple of quite kind of minor incidents just that made me think more and more about uh, kind of how this small lump, which is, you know, not much bigger than, than, than your fist, it, there, there is your world and there is everything that you're kind of viewing in your world. And, uh, and I just find it kind of, uh, you know, remarkable how and how we believe we're in charge as well. That's one of my favourite things, the fact that we, uh, we believe we're in charge. And, uh, of course, a lot of the time, it's the rest of our brain that's doing the, the, the right stuff. And, uh, and and we're just uh, um, and and then we're taking. I suppose what it is is that our our uh, the, the unis of you and the meanness of me is just kind of the top of your brain. It's kind of a bit it's about as thick as Christmas cake icing. That's where you are, and then the rest of your brain is just getting on with you know keeping you alive and keeping you going. You know, a lot of what your brain's doing is stopping you doing things you didn't even know you were going to do in the first place. You know, a lot of your brain's just there going. No, not here, not in this shopping centre. Did, did he do it? No, he didn't. Don't, should we ever tell him? No, never tell him. You know, all of that kind of stuff I think is delightful, that there is, a, there is a hidden world that we don't even know about. I'm glad it's not just me that thinks that way. Oh, no, listen, well, that's one of my hopes for the show is some of the things that I talk about, some of the kind of impulses that we have, some of the things that surprise us about the way that we behave, some of the things that confuse us are actually parts of a perfectly healthy mind. Because I think it's fair, yeah, that moment when you're standing on a train station platform and you suddenly don't trust your own legs to keep you there and you have this brief suspicion that for no apparent reason at all you're going to leap in front of the freight train. That's a very, very normal thing. Or if you're driving, I mean, I don't drive myself, but, you know, you hear all these different things that people go, and I keep thinking, well, if I just turn the wheel. Yeah, that's not actually, it doesn't mean that inside your head you go, really, I'm a madman who wants to kill everyone. It's your brain warning you and saying, right, this is the worst thing you could do. Don't do it. But a little glitch in time in the way that the signal comes to you means you go, oh, dear, I think I actually want to do that. In fact, you're, you're safe. If you're not having every now and again a feeling when you're going down the motorway, you're going, oh, what if I just turned the wheel now? If you're not having that, you might be the person who's in trouble. Now, I'm loving all of this. I'm a big fan of this kind of thing. But even more than that, you're making me think about the numbskulls. Well, you know what? That's why I always come back to. I always come back to the bees. I don't know. How old are you? I'm um, 43. I had to think about it. 
Oh, you would be the right age then. The, the reason that uh, the Beezer and Topper were the best comics sometimes is because they were actually newspaper format, so we felt all kind of grown up. Absolutely. Just that, that prolific. Well, I'm like robinintz.com, and uh, you're all over the place. And you got tell me about these club nights you're doing. Oh, well, there's, a, there's a couple. There's one of them. One of them is actually a resurrection of uh, a show I used to called the Book Club, where I would read out from my favourite weird books that I'd, uh, I'd kind of founded charity shops around the the UK, and uh, and then I got asked by bizarrely by Birmingham, no, not Birmingham, Brighton Science Festival said. Do a dirty book club because we certainly did one once in, in Edinburgh. And once in Edinburgh, I went out from the weirdest, like, turn of the 20th century and on pornography and weird kind of uh, books involving scenes of sex. All those terrible kind of those horror novels that were out in the 1970s that teenagers read because there was always a scene where she took her bra off. You know, yeah, there were always those moments. And, uh, and, and so I've done it once. And Brighton Science Festival. Well, we're doing a theme that's partly about sex. So could you read out from some, some rude books about giant creatures that come out of the sea while some people are having sex in it? <laughs> and, so, and then that, I, and so I kind of resurrected that with my friends Joanna Nisiri and George Egg. And then the other one that I'm doing a, a lot, well, actually, there's two more, aren't there? There's Pointless Anger, Righteous Eye, which is myself and Michael Legg. Uh, who's a, a comedy friend of mine we've been made for a year we're not a comedy friend he's a friend who's in comedy he's not a comedy friend and uh, he uh, um, we, we just do a show where we find out what the audience are angry and put it to a vote about whether it's pointless anger or righteous ire and we did it in Edinburgh this year in this fantastic like kind of really it was, it, it was a vibrantly red room with uh, which was very very hot as well with kind of white tatty chairs, which is the perfect place to see two men uh, with X-Men and jumping around and opening their show by singing Daphne and Celeste who stick you, um, which I, I think, I'm not, I'm not sure whether it's a comedy show or whether it may well be a situationist prank uh, or the rise, the, 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 the rebirth of the theatre of cruelty it might be that, and then the final one I'm doing is called Your, um, Your Culture is Alien Your Art is Dead, which is me and some artists and we kind of both rail against uh, what's going on in, in modern culture and also celebrate it as well. Is that a dip test? Is that a temperature take of the current culture of comedy? Um, um, it's, it's, comedy can come into it. It's all manner of, you know, it's a, because sometimes, I mean, I, I think you know, comedy's never been as healthy as it is now. There's, there's never been as many fantastic, uh, you know, idiosyncratic and eccentric uh, acts. And, you know, you see people like John Kearns uh, winning the Edinburgh Award. Fantastic. Uh, and, that, and that's fantastic. But also, of course, because there's a lot of, of, of mainstream, because mainstream comedy, you know, can't imagine, you know, arenas. You, you think, well, it's just, it's just incredible. And I suppose there is, in some ways, there's kind of battle lines drawn, but I just see them as being, as long as you're trying to do the best thing you can, that's fine. You're you know, all over the place. It's not as if I'm ever going to be bothering an, an arena. <laughs> I, I think, you know, my, I, I'm always going to accept the fact that I'm quite niche, and I like it that way. You yeah, know, but you I like them my all together. Add thing. them all together, that's an arena for. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, uh, that's, yeah, I can't imagine Pointless Anger right side, two men coming on and jumping around Daphne and Celeste in a 12,000 seater. I don't know what becomes, but it certainly becomes disappointing. It de- definitely appeals to uh, me and Peter, funny looking. Um, and also, just because we're big fans of Chris Evans of Go Faster Stripe, and uh, you've got. He's a wonderful uh, guy. He's a wonderful guy. And what? I'm glad he got. A little nod last year as well with the, the awards. But because that's where, tell, the last thing, tell me about the DVD you've got there. 
The one, the, uh, the, the, one the, the latest one is called uh, well, the, the latest one I'm going to go faster is the very least worst of Robin Ince, um, and that kind of we, we filmed about four and a half hours of stuff, stuff that I'd never quite fitted in to, uh, and uh, in, in terms of other recordings. So it was about it was about five. I took my favourite bits from five Edinburgh shows, and uh, and then we found a way. I said to Chris, "Is there any way that every time the DVDs play, DVDs played, it will play in a different order?" So it will always be kind of random because that will in some ways, I suppose, represent what my shows are like for those who, you know, it will represent a live experience. <laughs> and, uh, and Chris looked into it and went, yeah, there is. Yeah, we can do that. So it's kind of a three-hour DVD that plays in a, in a, in a random order every time you put it in. Um, yeah. But I love working with Chris because he just, Chris, I mean, you know, Go Faster Stripe, you know, he's done stuff with Kevin Eldon and John Hegley and Miles Jupp and Stuart Lee and... It's just you know, the website so many, to go so to. So many fantastic people, and he's just—it's because he loved it. It's like a proper independent label. It, you know, yes. I, I was my, my thing was you know independent music when I was a kid and all of that kind of stuff, and 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 it has that tradition of of that. He's a, a small independent label creating something. You know, it's never it's never going to be mainstream, but it's creating things for a certain you know kind of of audience. And and I suppose in some ways a comedy fan almost like the kind of. Uh, you know, when, when I was a kid, when I when I was 10, and when, you know, when I first saw something like, you know, Rick Mail, who, of course, sadly died this year, yes. and Rick Mail was, you know, a, an icon for me, and he was, he was he's, he's one of the reasons that I, Likewise. probably one of the main reasons, I would say, between, you know, him and Alexis Sale, probably the, the main reasons that I do comedy, uh, because I saw them when I was 10. If I did a, 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 on the Alternative Comedy Memorial Society, a lovely club night run by Tom Tuck and John Luke Roberts, um, one night in Edinburgh, I just went on, didn't know what I was going to do, so I did a kind of a eulogy to to Rick Mail, but then ended it with stupid bastard. If I'd never seen him now, I'd just had a normal, proper job, not constantly night after night be seeking the approbation of, of total strangers. They ruined my lives. Damn you, Alexis Sale and Rick Mail. So I, I think, you know, the Chris comes from, like, I, I was such a fan of comedy when, when uh, I was a kid, and I, and I still am. And, uh, and it's, it has that sense of here's something that's not mainstream, here's something that's kind of, you know, for that, that little gang of you. And we're really excited that, that some of those acts are coming to, to Liverpool and you're one of them. And it's good. So you're at the um, In and Out of His Mind at the Royal Court Theatre on October the 3rd. And I know we'll be there. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to doing it. I haven't been there for quite a while. And I just have so this show in particular, trying to fit it in is... Uh, because it changes the whole time. So I think it's about 65% different to when the tour started. And by the time I get to Liverpool, that's another week to go. So I don't know what will be, uh, what will be left from the original incarnation of a few months back. But, uh, yeah, I, imagine I could have had, I could have had to have a normal job. What a nightmare. If you're going to resurrect anything, as you might do, we've got to say how big, bigger fans we were of, uh, utter shambles. Oh, do you know what? Josie, we're definitely going to do utter shambles again. That's We're determined. News. We just need to find the time. We're definitely going to do it. Uh, I'm currently doing uh, a, a podcast called Vitriola Music with, with Michael Legg. And, uh, and I think I'm going to do some podcasts, hopefully, with my mate Grace Petrie, who did the Upper Shambles okay. live tour with us and, and with Alan Moore. But Josie oh. and me, I think we're definitely, we are determined. Every week we talk and go, God, we've got to do it. And so I think it's, it's going to be pretty soon. You're singing my song, and, I'm, and that's heartfelt. My my heart lifted when you mentioned Alan Moore as well in the same breath as Josie Long. Thank you very much, oh, Robin. He's so much fun. I'm sorry. To, I hope that sounded all right. And I realize if, if uh, please, to, to your listeners, I apologize. If in any way I sounded uh, slightly scattered on there, I was also helping someone set up my projector as well and <laughs> almost doing a sound check at the same time. But you know what? 
so some people say men can't multitask. And do you know what? When the projector explodes in about five minutes, it'll turn out they were quite right. Boom. <laughs> Take care. Safe journeys. Safe projectors. Cheers. Take care. I tell you something, this podcast is testament to the fact that you do not need expensive recording equipment to do a great podcast. Hey, hang on a minute. I'm loud and clear on a very expensive mic, which uh, Mr. Ince quite enjoyed, and he did describe me as having a magical beard. <laughs> well, you've got a natural charisma that comes through over the radio. Us mere mortals suffer at the hands of just yeah, lethargy, really. But there we go. Right. This next interview was definitely known lethargy. Uh, this is Hoo-Ha Comedy, uh, a collective of students of the uh, of Sam Avery's uh, stand-up comedy course. They're all um, new comedians. They've got their own night, um, and they're going to tell us all about it. I think this is a first. Funny-looking podcast is talking to a comedy collective... Who the hell is hoo-ha comedy? Hello. Hey, Gav. Hello, who's there? I'm Jude. Hello, Jude. What, who, whither is hoo-ha? It started off because we did Sam Avery's comedy course um, at the beginning of this year. And a few of us, when we finished that, we sort of got addicted and we really loved it. So um, we wanted to actually have a venue and a a way of actually expressing ourselves and doing our comedy and doing our stand-up um, as, a, as a group and supporting each other so that we could carry on and develop as comedians and, and that's how we started out. And so you, who has your night? You've you, you, you stuck together, you've all done the course and Sam, we talked to a couple of podcasts ago, he's the artistic director. How's that been going? It's been great. I mean, what we're doing now is we do, we've been doing regular gigs at the Bar Bar on Harman Street and um, we've just done a, a gig at Liverpool Cricket Club as well. Um, and what we do is we actually gave all the acts now. We've done a few more Sam's courses and a few other people have actually joined in. And they've just come along and done uh, and joined us on the night and they've done their own little routines on the night. And that's what we want to do. We want to actually get out there and give new comics a chance to just come along and just be at the mic, really, with, with no pressure. Get yourself some mic time. So how does it feel being homegrown Liverpool Comics in the Liverpool Comedy Festival? We're just really, we're obviously we're really buzzed to just be part of it. I mean, we're, we're really made up to have the opportunity and we just think it's a it's a great opportunity to just get it out there as well and to get the Who-Ha name a bit more widely, widely known because that's what we want to do. Obviously, we want to build it. We want to give other people the opportunity to come along and, and join in with us and, and that's really what we want to do. So obviously, this is a great platform for us. Okay, there's a few of you there. I think we should have a quick hello. I do, I do corporate training and warm up. Could you all tell me one lie and one? No, we won't do that. Go round, say hello, and give us a little flavour of what to expect or something you enjoyed about being a stand up since you've done this course. And do you, in, and tell me if you think people should do a course. Let's go round. Who's going first? Oh, uh, hi, it's Peter. Uh, I'm from the Will, but I mean, I'm still regarded as a scouser, but I mean, I thought that it would be a good idea to uh, just to get involved in the comedy circuit because everybody knows Liverpool is the capital of the world when it comes to comedy, and I just thought, well, yeah, I need a piece of that. And so uh, I went on a training course, something I've wanted to do for a really long time, and uh, when I met these guys, I thought, well, yeah, they're doing such a cracking job, and I want to keep going, so uh, I've been doing it for some time, and 
what an adrenaline rush. That's all I can say. Brilliant. Who's next? Uh, Darren Partington, Gav. Hello, Darren. Hi, mate. You're right. Um, I've uh, I've always I've done a lot of things over the, over the years around Liverpool, just as a, a local, really, just being on a little bit of stage and a bit of this and that. And I just thought. For me, uh, I always want to have a go at being a stand-up comedian. I did a little bit with uh, Chris Cairns, ran a, ran a little night that I did with Chris Cairns, and then Sam Avery did a six-week course that I, I got involved in, and then met the guys here, and uh, it's, it's been fantastic. It gives us a platform to basically try out new material without the pressure of a gong show or a pressure of, of making sure everything's perfect on the night, and, and it's great because we still meet every Tuesday, and we talk about different jokes and how it can be structured, and offer lots of constructive criticism and we're probably our, our own worst critics really just because we want to try and be the best we can be oh that's lovely a little collective who's next uh hi it's ben hello ben hi gav you're right um i before doing the whole hoo-ha thing i was also on the course um Prior to this, I was, uh, as a hobby, doing some online comedy. I have a YouTube channel, and I was building up a small audience of a few hundred people who was watching my weekly videos. And uh, to branch out and do something a little bit different, I decided to, um, I, I saw an advert for the course, and expand my horizons with comedy. And uh, I'd done the six-week course, and uh, with these guys, I've been doing, um, you know, uh, stand-up, and it's uh, been helping me to um, become a bit better of a more better comedian get the exposure and uh, grow uh, with myself with my comedy and my uh, um, with what I can do branching out rather than just online comedy I can now do a bit of stand-up here and there so it's all uh, too hard good fun really so thoroughly enjoyable lovely lovely who's left uh, that's, that'll be me Gav who's there I was it's John Wilson the PhD John Wilson John Wilson of Spreaker do you want to know what the PhD stands for is it a gag? A paper hanging decorator. It's very good. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, well, so well, I bought the um, comedy course as a Christmas present um, back in December. I think we, when did we start the uh, February? We started the course in February. Always wanted to get on stage. Um, and I was basically forced into doing it. And... Uh, Went along with Sam and met these guys and made some lovely friends. Um, don't be sick. And uh, they're all lovely people. And I've been able to get on stage and uh, hone, hone a fine craft. So it's all Santa's fault? It's Santa's fault. Um, and uh, <laughs> sack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So where and when and what can we expect from Hoo Ha during the uh, Liverpool Comedy Festival? Right, well, um, what's the list for who are comedy? Uh, well, anyway, where and when? Uh, it's at the Bar Bar in Hartman Street in, in uh, Liverpool. Uh, Liverpool obviously is a good place to have it because that's where the Liverpool Comedy Festival is. It's on the 30th of September. I am getting prompts now, which is always good. And what can you expect? Uh, what are you going to expect? New, fresh comedians. We've got a new comedian coming all the way from Wigan. Uh, called Anthony Rodden. Am I missing anybody else out? We've also got uh, 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 Michael Dwyer, um, who's a very funny chap. Jonathan. Um, uh, Jonathan will be there. Jonathan Murray. He's he's very very funny. Uh, uh, Stephen Walsh is also was he started on the comedy course with us way back when. Um, so yeah, new comedians trying new things uh, and enjoying themselves along the way. 
bar bar on the 30th. What time? Eight o'clock. Uh, doors open and uh, we'll kick off at 8.30. Well, I wish you all the best of luck. Enjoy it. Have fun and uh, look forward to seeing how Hoo-Ha does. Yep. Thanks very much, Gav. Podcast done, friends. But before we go, there is, of course, a huge amount of admin to go through. Number one, funnylooking.co.uk. Number two, get on Twitter, at funnylookingpod. Number three, go to Liverpool Comedy Festival. It's going to be great. Not that much admin, actually. Sorry. No, no, the, the final admin, don't go to Spreaker. Don't listen to Funny Looking Live on a Sunday night. Uh, where there's a chat box full of fools. But you can go to Stitcher. Have you got Stitcher, Pete? No, tell me more. Well, if some people listen to this by clicking on the website, that's fine. This is the future. Stitcher is um, a podcasting radio app. And if you search funny looking, you can find us. Is it sort of your Betamax to your VHS? Yes. It, it, it's a bit like... Um, iTunes is your Rolls Royce and Stitcher is a Skoda Octavia. Practical for the family man. Sounds good. Yeah, I've got two. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. Go and do us a nice review. That would be lovely and make us feel warm inside because we're quite broken, really. Um, This entirely masks all of our frailties and failures. Remember, we don't ask for a donation. Nope, we're making a shitload from ICT. (laughs) Bye-bye. See you later.